the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Athletics in the Twin Cities. The Biz 1440. KYCR Golden Valley. Go Bison. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The Texas law banning most abortions is on its way to the U.S. Supreme Court. The nation's highest court has agreed to hear arguments in the case on the 1st of November. The focus will not be on the abortion ban, but whether the Justice Department can sue and obtain a court order that effectively prevents the law from being enforced. That is White House correspondent Greg Cluxton reporting. The assistant director of the film Rust told Alec Baldwin that a weapon he gave him was safe to use. In the moments before the actor fatally shot a cinematographer, that's according to court documents in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and said, as it turns out, the gun was loaded with live rounds when Baldwin pulled the trigger on the set of a Western movie. He killed 42-year-old cinematographer Halma Hutchins. The sheriff's office obtained a warrant so investigators could document the scene where the shooting took place. This is SRN News. Need new windows but don't want to sit through long, high-pressure sales calls? I get it. What if I told you you could get competitive quotes from three contractors after one short meeting with me on any window brand? And it's all free. Visit My 3 Quotes online. That's My 3 Quotes. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Al and Mike as they'll be discussing an often overlooked piece of the puzzle, asset location. Making certain your investments and portfolio strategies are in the right accounts means more money in your pocket and your accounts. Alan Mike will tell you how to put the pieces to your puzzle together with solutions and strategies. So make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on the Biz 1440, or call them at 855-231-6010. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775... We have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other For our nation. For us all. The few. The proud. The Marines. Sightseeing in Ferris. At the Mall in Bloomington. Or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com. Or with the free Odyssey app. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show. How about a fresca? Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. He's a strange doctor. Strange doctor. We finally made it to campus. You're here for Job Saturday. Oh, they took our job. Job Saturday here on the King Banyan Show. Uh, welcome. It's it's our tradition. The first Saturday after the first Wednesday of the month, because they usually wait so that if it for, if the first Friday falls on uh, the first or the second of the month, they delay it a week. Uh, but always first Saturday, the first real Saturday of the month, that is Job Saturday, and you're listening to it here on the King Banyan Show. And and where's my yeah? Here it is, right here. My paper, my Wall Street Journal this morning headline: Job gains hit slowest pace of the year. 
Payroll growth of just 194,000 comes as worker shortage Delta variant crimp recovery. Story by Josh Mitchell uh, at the top of the page here today. And I, I'm going to talk you through, there's been almost a split in the, in the way in which people have talked about this. Indeed, let me just read you. This was a set of quotes that were captured by the journal yesterday uh, after the report came out from a variety of folks. And I'm just going to read a few of these to you. I'll, I'll sprinkle a couple more in during the show today. Hiring was not as not quite as weak as the headline implied due to a tough seasonal factors in the education sector. We'll talk much more about that. But today's report underscores that labor availability, labor availability remains the biggest challenge to hiring right now. That's from Sarah House at Wells Fargo. Uh, uh, from Indeed, this year has been one of false dawns for the labor market. Demand for workers is strong and millions of people want to return to work. But employment growth has yet to find its footing. People want to return to work. Hmm. Um, they flipping forward, and and I I might let me save that one because I I want to dig into I want to dig into what he said a little bit more. Uh, Julia Pollock at ZipRecruiter. Many people had September one marked on their calendars as the day when things would go back to normal, when they would return to their offices, their kids would return to school, and they'd head back to their favorite bars. But instead, the recovery sputtered. I'll be right up front with you. I'm on the side of this story, which is this was actually a pretty good jobs report, 194 notwithstanding. It's always been iffy to me with months where we get these significant seasonal effects. And there are seasonal effects everywhere. But I thought I would start the show today before you, before you start slipping away from me to talk to you about what, the, what was the main reason why we got this 194. And let's remember, the unemployment rate now lies at 4.8%. It fell four-tenths of a percent in this, in this past month. Now... Labor force participation rate stayed low. It is still stuck in that range between 61.4 and 61.7. We're about, we're around 2% less people participating in the labor force, 3 million people, than we would have expected uh, pre-pandemic. So that if you take this unemployment rate, you take the expected growth of the labor force, uh, and you add it all together, Fair to say, as uh, Jason Furman p- points out at the Peterman in- Peterson Institute for International Economics, um, uh, Jason points out, we're about 7 million employed behind where CBO thought we would be back in 2019. And maybe that's the best way to think about it. We're about 7 million behind the curve. So even though we look at the number of people unemployed right now and we're at 7.6 million there would always be some group unemployed, right? Even in full employment, it's about half that. There's, there's about 3 million people who are, are where we are a little bit behind the curve. Um, so let me, t- like I said, before, I, before we get too far down the road, let me, let me take you through the magical world of seasonal adjustment. Because there were a lot of discussions yesterday about the fact that that it looked like a big culprit in this, in just one of two or three, I would argue, was local local education, uh, government local government education sector. Okay, local government education sector. Um, so let me let me go find you that those data. I gotta I gotta pull this up for you here for a second. Hang on. Here we go. So let me explain what seasonal adjustment basically is. Line by line, through hundreds of different sectors of the local of of the economy, in the millions of jobs here, classified out by industry, different industries take off at different times. So just focus on the local government educate local government education sector. All right, that's the that's the sector we're going to talk about. 
when do you think you lose the most jobs in, in local education sector? Well, surprisingly, it would be when it would be when school lets out for summer, right? Okay, you could, Sean, you can even play the Alice Cooper uh, at the end of the segment. Uh, so if you looked at what happened this past summer, normally in June, right? So June's that month. Here's what happens every June, and we can know this by looking at not seasonally adjusted data and comparing it to seasonally adjusted data. I'm going to read you the last 10 entries for June for the not seasonally adjusted data. Minus 341.3, minus 398.2, minus 376.6, minus 323.2, minus 350.4, minus 407.6, minus 377.1, minus 359.5, minus 363.5. That's through June. And then in, uh, through 29, June 2019. June 2020, the drop is minus 305.8. Why do you think that happened? Well, largely it happened because there was huge drops in April and May because of the pandemic in 2020, minus 435.5, minus 303.4. Okay. In June of 2020, what was the drop? What was the number? Minus 240.4. So understand. In seasonal adjustment terms, I'm going to take that those first nine numbers I'm going to take the average of them, and to make my seasonal adjustment, I'm going to subtra- I'm going to add that number to any change. So if I take that I take that 2020 June number minus 305.8 for June, and I add that average, and if you listen closely, the low number was 323.2, the high number was 407.6, and the average was was around 360, and so I end up with an, a gain. The seasonally adjusted number, which is part of the number that gets announced at 7.30 every Friday when the jobs report comes out, was plus 55.3. We lost fewer jobs in June than we'd expected. June of 21, the number was minus 240.4. So added to the number that we got for June in local government education was a plus 133.8. Does that indicate that schools were hiring like crazy? Heck no. They just hadn't hired enough people the year before because they weren't, they weren't serving food, they weren't driving buses, they weren't doing any of that. Come round to August and September, right? Come to sep- let's go to September, right? School comes into session. It's in at the late date in, some late date in August or early September. There's some hiring that happens in advance, some people are back to work by the reference week, the second week of the month. What happens? Here's those same, I'm going to do the same thing for you now, non-seasonally adjusted data for September for local government education. Remember we had those minuses and minuses, and I didn't even give you the July numbers where they subtract about a million jobs, a, a million jobs down every month, okay? And it's just like clockwork. In September, 872. I'm, I'm going to skip the decimals. 872, 847, 853, 878, 847, 863, 877, 815, 836. Get the picture? It's about 800 jobs that get added every month, about 830 jobs. So when only 666 points in 2020, when they only brought back 666,700 workers on a non-seasonally adjusted basis area, the seasonal adjustment says, oh, that's very low. So seasonally adjusted, that comes out and came out as a minus 228. Gotcha. So what happened this time? 718.3 on the not seasonally adjusted data. So seasonally adjusted, it comes in at 144.2. On Thursday night of this week, if you follow the King Banyan Show by using Twitter, by either following my handle, at Banyan Show, or just use the hashtag, pound KBRS, King Banyan Radio Show, you would have seen me tweet a quick clip from uh, from David Bonson in his uh, DC Daily, where he mentions the impact that this might have. It was prescient. Okay? 
you normally would have thought it'd be about a zero, but he says it could be really positive if they were ramping up or if schools were slow to hire, this number could be a negative impact. That's what happened this time. This is entirely the result of a seasonal effect. Those jobs were added, but we didn't add as many as we had before. And the thing to remember about this number is the seasonally adjusted data for June was a plus 133.8. For July, a plus 257.3. We had teachers in school in the summer. Our layoffs were less in the summer, in part because we didn't have the teachers, but in part because it looks like we probably had some additional teachers in place that we otherwise wouldn't have had. So that's why those data looked much looked so funny in this report. It is entirely, entirely the result of the seasonal adjustment. And so it is fair for you to take that private sector number, that local, take the private sector number instead and set, and, and put that in its place, right? Private sector payrolls we're up 317,000. Now that's not great. It was supposed to be 450. That was, or at least the estimate was 450. But August was revised up by 89,000. So if you add the 89 to the 317, you're now over 400,000. You're in the neighborhood. You're within 10%. Okay. So the private sector print number on an, on a total basis was only 36,000 less than what was expected. That's why I say it was probably a pretty good jobs report, except for this funkiness with schools. And don't be fooled by it. We'll be back right after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Don't get lost in the endless stream of misleading headlines. Turn to a leading source of conservative news. Townhall.com. Political cartoons. Thoughtful commentary. And an intelligent perspective on the day's headlines. Townhall.com. A division of Salem Media Group. Our culture continues to struggle to find its footing. Heritage Christian Academy's footing remains secure. Jesus Christ is the cornerstone of all we do. Come see how a Bible-based academic education can support the values and teachings of your Christian home. Plan to attend Prospective Family Information Night on October 26th at 7 p.m. Staff will be on hand to provide information, answer questions, and conduct tours. RSVP at admissions at myhca.org. That's admissions at myhca.org. G. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. 
If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. It's been a hard day. All right, so I've said something controversial on this show once, King Bang Show, The Biz 1440. Thank you for listening today on a job Saturday. That's a, I, have, I tell people I'm actually not really a Beatles fan. And people look at me like, like I've just told them their child is ugly. Um, and that's the exception. That song is is one of the exceptions. There's two or three. I mean, it's not like they did nothing good. They did great songs. It's just that on my list of bands that I think are overrated and underrated, to me, Rolling Stones are underrated and Beatles are overrated. Um, that's I'll leave it at that. If you look through the rest of the jobs report on the establishment side, and my listeners know, right, because we're going to do the on the one hand and the other hand thing that everyone hates about economists, um, my, my listeners know um, that there's a difference between, between uh, there's a difference between the, where you get the payroll number. They always give you two numbers. New jobs added. 194 unemployment rate 4.8 then everyone thinks that's the job the jobs report well the jobs report contains two surveys those are two those come from two very different places and you can use each survey to make an inference about the other one and the inferences this time are really interesting so we'll we'll get back to that but i I, before i do that i was going to save this clip for later but uh don asked this very fascinating question about about uh, about the, the the local school education numbers that we were doing last time, and I promise you, I'm not going to read series of numbers. I, well, I shouldn't say that because I tend to do this. It is my habit I, when I used to when I used to uh, write a lot more papers, and we used to have we didn't have the internet to provide us with data sources. We'd have to go to the library, get a book with the data in the book, or we would have to observe and write things down, and then we would have to use a 10 keypad to type those numbers in. So what I was reading for you was basically how I would read to a a friend of mine who used to work as an accountant and then went into economics. It was the man that hired me here at St. Cloud State uh, back in the 80s. And, um, and, I mean, we both thought we were pretty good with a 10 keypad. He was faster. I bet he's, he's near 80 now. I bet he's still faster than I am on a 10 key. Um, and so I would read the numbers, and he would be banging away, banging away, banging away, banging away. And then he would read the numbers off the same page I was reading, and I would, and I would look on the sheet and double-check. Anyway, the question Don asks, are school bus drivers school district employees, or are they contract employees? If the latter, they are external to school district numbers. Well... I just think the bus drivers typically are, but I think the food services people, uh, I think the the people that work uh, work as the service or not. But I think it really depends on the school district. How much do they contract out? How much do they do they hire in house? Okay, and this point was being made. This was um, I'm going to play this clip, even though it's a, it's somewhat out of order to what I had planned today. But I'm going to do this one anyway. Uh, right now. Uh, Peter Quigley is the CEO of Kelly Services, a temporary employment agency. I always rely on Manpower and Kelly uh, and and other other temp service companies to give me information about how the labor market's doing. They 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 have a finger on the on the pulse of a certain part of the labor market that uh, I think is um, 
a leading indicator, particularly as we approach cycle peaks, but they also are a bit of an indicator when we come out of troughs because usually a business wants to hire from a temp agency before they're willing to commit the time to actually make that person a permanent employee. So Peter Quigley, yesterday on CNBC, this is cut seven, Sean. We, we are seeing strong demand across all of the industries uh, that we support, even if there might be some softness in the jobs report in construction and manufacturing. That's probably due to the chip shortages as opposed to any slackening in demand. Um, so we think the challenge in the uh, economy right now is finding enough people to put to work uh, in in these jobs where there is so so much demand. And, and that's really the challenge that we have and have to figure out. I was struck by the labor force participation rates because all of the decline is due to women leaving the workforce. And that's got to send a signal that uh, we have an issue with likely child care uh, that we've got to resolve if we're going to improve the labor force participation rate and get women back into the workforce. Well, that's what I want. And that is a that is a key point because if you think about school bus drivers, um, half the school bus drivers I know are women. They typically are are if they're married, they're typically the second income. It's sort of a side side gig. Are, can they find childcare if you, or the or the or uh, am I allowed to use this phrase lunch ladies? Are we allowed to call them that? The 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 food service workers. Um, are typically female. Typically, you know, there used to be something called a mom shift. If you're a mom and you wanted to work part-time, you might have to use childcare to, to, to get that job. And that's, that's really, uh, that's really an important issue that, that, that's happening right now. But school bus drivers, I think, you know, they were, they are looking for, all of that. Uh, in fact, let me go ahead and I'm going to play the other clip. This is Peter Quigley, CEO of, of uh, the temporary help service company, Kelly Services. Cut number six. I think there's some encouraging signs. The private payroll number was uh, not terrible at 317,000. The real drag is uh, in government, which tends to do very well in September, but because of the drag uh, from local education, which uh, in our business didn't surprise us because in the 15,000 schools that we support across 45 states, uh, we're seeing them struggle uh, significantly with finding talent, not only for teachers, but more importantly, bus drivers and custodians and food service workers and paraeducators and tutors uh, and substitute teachers. So uh, that part of the, the uh, jobs report didn't surprise us. I was talking yesterday at a farmer's market. There's a guy who farms up here who's also been a who also was a teacher. He left teaching to be a farmer, but kept his hand in and and gets calls to substitute teach. He is older than I am. He is in his late sixties, and he has worked sixteen days in a row. Um, because and I said, so you got your name out there? He says, no, I don't have my name anywhere. I didn't offer to do this. I'm doing a favor to a friend that runs a school over in in another in, in a nearby community, uh, but 16 days in a row uh, teaching uh, high school science, uh, which I, I bet is bet is fun, um, because I mean I, I don't think he's the bottom of the barrel, but but the normal pathway by which that school would have found a teacher a substitute teacher, and as I understood it, the teacher was out uh, perhaps because they were quarantining. Uh, just was not to be found. So if you look, again, as, as uh, uh, Mr. Quigley mentioned, 317 on the, on the p- private payroll number, a little bit off the 450, but again, uh, the previous numbers revised up. Uh, July now at 816, August at now at 332. That 332 was a, was, a, was a significant rise up off of the previous number, which was in the 250s. Um, so you you had a very significant increase there uh, in in private sector payroll. But as you look to see where did it happen, construction was up twenty two thousand versus a revised zero, not, no gain in construction. Um, manufacturing up twenty six thousand versus thirty one thousand in August and fifty seven thousand in July, uh, and 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 that being there. So if you look at goods production, 
goods production is kind of in its normal place. It's all on the service side. And this is why I find it fascinating when people tell me, well, the damage is all coming out of out of uh, the supply the, the supply chain issues. And I'm like, well, if I thought that was true, I think I would find manufacturing really bit being hit. And sure enough, yeah, motor vehicles, uh, production, employment in motor vehicles and parts actually fell 6,100 jobs. That's 6,100 in a, you know, that normally September 2020, that was up 5,100. In July of 2021, which was a great month, we had over a million jobs overall produced. The number in motor vehicle and parts is 14,100 was the gain in that area. So it's a really small part of it. All right. So if I look if I look at durable goods and non-durable goods, I, I'm about half that normal number, but that might only take away 20 to 25. Where is this all happening? Well, I think we I think we can pretty well tell you why that's happening. And I'm actually going to give you some of those answers in a bit. But here's one hint: the temporary health services that uh, Mr. Kelly, uh, excuse me, Mr. Quigley was talking about, uh, employment in temporary health services was down. Th- 3,700 in August, down 5,200 in September. So even though we say that it's an extraordinarily tight labor market, we're not able to get work. The temporary help companies are not finding people to put out there. Do you think it's because nobody's demanding them, or do you think fewer and fewer people are calling the Kellys and the manpowers and saying, I'd like to go to... I'd like to go to work. I'm having trouble finding a job. We'll talk about that more right after these messages. You are listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. All my life I've been a working man. When I was at school, they said that's all you'll ever understand. No profession didn't figure in their plans, so they sent me down the factory. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name is Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Hi, this is Eric with the Kingdom Builders. During a recent meeting, I was pretty amazed at how everyone got along so well, and we all agreed on just about everything. I think it's because we have strived for years to have everyone doing a job that they enjoy. We think that ends up being a benefit to our customers. When you like what you're doing, you tend to do a better job as well as have a better attitude. Over the years, I've tried a variety of jobs at the Kingdom Builders. I've tried sales, project managing, installing doors, working in the office, but currently I'm installing gutters and loving it. It's a pleasure to be able to do my job well and enjoy doing it. 
So if you need a roof or gutters, give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. Welcome back, King Bangin Show, The Biz 1440. Thank you for being part of the show today, for listening in. We love having you here. I'm going to give you a deeper dive into restaurants than you've probably heard me ever do here on The King Bangin Show on Job Saturday. Here as we're trying to take apart this jobs report and figure out what the heck happened there. So... So let's talk about the, the, the number that everyone kind of focused on immediately. Besides the minus 1.2, the fact that there were 74,000 jobs added in leisure and hospitality. And that sounds bad, except for the fact that in July of the year, 408,000 jobs were added. And I think everybody kind of had led themselves to believe that this was going to, you know, that that train would continue. Right, that train would continue to roll, but it hasn't. Thirty thirty-eight thousand jobs in August, uh, seventy-four thousand jobs in September. So I'm gonna dig down in the data for you, and find you. Um, it broken out by area, so you can get the data broken up by full service restaurants and limited service service restaurants, um, and then. And then I can look at two other things. I can look at snack and be- non-alcoholic beverage bars. I'm taking the I'm taking the alcoholic places out, um, and looking at that. So, and then and and then the cafeterias, the grill buffets, and the buffets. Okay. If I just want to get a feel for the size of what there was there, so there was 5.6 million workers in that area in early 2020 in in full service restaurants in another 4.5 million in limited services restaurants. So that's 10 million, and everything else is really small. The cafeterias only had 100,000, a little more than 100,000 workers. And the snack and non-alcoholic beverage bars, okay, were uh, about 800,000 workers. So the majority of it is in those first two. I think I think there's something telling there in this, these data, though. I was playing with this last night, and I guess I got a little bit fascinated. So let me just do a comparison. February of 2020, this is seasonally adjusted data, okay, since I did non-seasonally adjust before. February of 2020, 5.6 million. In August, the data currently reads 5.2 million. I don't see a break breakout yet in that, in that information. So I'm, I'm still looking to see what's there in that data because they have not put it in, they have not put the September data in. But that started to slow. The full service restaurants added added uh, between 120 and 150,000 jobs a month between April and July. They only added 16,000 jobs in August. We don't have a September number broken out just for that just yet, I don't think. Hang on, I'm going to go ahead and just see if I can get a slightly better slightly better number for that. Nope, that's not going to... Maybe it's here. Let me see if I can get that number here. I know, it's not fun to listen to me try to look for things. Nope, not broken out that way. But it only added 29,000 jobs overall. But I think what the, the part of this that I found interesting is, is if you go to limited service restaurants... They were at 4.5, like 4.6 in April, in June, in February of 2020. In August, they were at 4.5. So if you break out the areas where there are differences, there are two places that I see being an issue. There's, there, there's, there's a difference between the full-service restaurant and the limited-service restaurant. Your, your Panera's doing fine, but your... Um, your dinner club is not. It's having a harder time finding workers. And I wonder what that is because I want to go look at one more piece in this information, which is the number of people working in cafeterias. 
went from 108,000 in early 2020, currently 52,000. That area is falling half. Now, it's a small sector. It's really not making much of a difference in terms of the overall picture. But what's that telling you? It's telling you that some of the change, I think, is still, while we all want to say, well, they just can't hire people because they're not paying enough and so forth, I wonder what's happening in that in that restaurant sector that might, in fact, be not a supply issue but might be a demand issue. Okay? doesn't take much to... I, my, I've told you, I, I was telling, uh, I was telling uh, somebody... Oh, I was telling Sean over our, our, our side chat, he talked about hearing hearing the commercial we run here sometimes for Arby's, and I said, yeah, my son worked for Arby's and told him a little bit about Arby's. And, and my son also worked for, uh, worked for a company that many of us in Minnesota have a fondness for, Old Country Buffet. Sean, you an Old Country Buffet guy? It's been a long time. It has I've been because <laughs> I believe they're – I believe – I. I mean, I think I'm not positive of this, but I don't know that they still exist. I think I knew they I, yeah, were. That's in, a good question. I don't know. I think they were in financial trouble a few years back, and I'm not sure they survived that trouble. But I lost track of the story. But uh, my son also worked at OCB, and I got to tell you, it doesn't take much to run an OCB. Um, but who's going in and, and taking food off buffets anymore? That's a COVID impact. And that's kind of one of the things, the stories I want to tell you about today is I don't know what the equilibrium in this job market is. I don't know what the equilibrium of this economy is. Okay? Some people refer to this as scarring of the economy, but my point is there are, there are patterns of, of behaviors, of, of, of tra- trade with other people where we let them specialize. My son... I will tell you, was awesome at figuring out how to feed the 120 kids that were at the football game. It's now 9 p.m. The OCB is getting ready to close, and two busloads of kids are of high schoolers are about to descend on your on your buffet tables. And your thought is, "Oh my God, what do we do? How do we how do we put food into them?" Right, and. He could, he, I mean, I actually watched this one night and I'm telling you, it was creative as heck. I, I was very impressed. Who goes to a buffet anymore? All right. Do they still exist? I mean, I still will. I mean, I'm, there's a, there's a whole earth on France in Edina that anytime I'm down there, because there's a, there's a Minnesota state, uh, office build office, uh, nearby and I go there from time to time and and it's my jam I go over there because I love I love getting my food out of those out of those uh, trays and the, the salad bar and all that at, at the whole at, at the whole earth I think their food's fabulous I go there free I whenever I get a chance we don't have a whole earth up here in St. Cloud move here guys move here uh, but you know but I gotta tell you I'm not competing for that food with anybody else, and there's not as much on the on the buffet trays as there used to be, because I don't think people are eating off them, because they have, I mean, they have COVID concerns. Now, I happen to think that those concerns are not are are not. I don't think you need to be concerned about that, but that's regardless. If I look at the snack and if I look at the snack and non-alcoholic beverage bar places, I look at the limited rest service restaurants. I look at any place where you have less contact, less sit down, a quicker, a quicker meal. Those places are doing fine. It's the full service restaurant in the cafeteria. Those are the sectors of the market they're going to hit. Now, is that all because of the labor market, or is that because of a change in how people choose to consume food when they're eating out? I don't think we know that, but I think that's. But. That little number on cafeterias—that's my little. That's that's been for me a little bit of a, of a side story. I tell people from time to time, and and they'll look at me like, "Why are you telling me this?" Because I think it indicates that is a place where you can economize on the number of workers you have pretty easily. But I think there is significantly a demand issue there. People don't want it. People are afraid to go eat in cafeterias. Um. And, and and I think that I think that will continue. Anyway, 
I like that story uh, a lot, and but it's certainly the case. It's certainly the case that if I look at leisure and hospitality, if I look at the leisure and hospitality number, uh, it was only up seventy four thousand. Only up thirty-eight thousand in August, but in July it was up four hundred and eight thousand on a seasonally adjusted basis. If I dig down into those data, uh, dig down into those data of the seventy-four, uh, twenty-three thousand seven hundred added in performing arts and spectator sports, museums added twenty-four hundred workers, uh, amusement, gambling, and recreation added sixteen thousand nine hundred workers. Um, but if you look at what's happened in the last three months, you've basically had a stall out of hiring in in food services and drinking places, and I and it seems to be all on the full on the full service side, not on the limited service side. So it's interesting to me that the places where you could raise prices, where tips might be able to encourage more people to come to work, that in fact isn't happening right now. We'll talk, we'll talk more right after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. We're in this together, and we will get through this together. The vaccines are tested effective and needed. Welcome to the clinic with Charm. Get your COVID-19 vaccine so we can do this. And this. And this. We are now boarding flight. Together again, because we got through it together. This message sponsored by the Helmsley Charitable Trust, aired with the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Whether you're preparing for a typical Sunday morning or a special holiday service, you'll find an array of helpful, creative tools from Worship House Media. From countdown timers to sermon illustrations, visit worshiphousemedia.com. That's worshiphousemedia.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike as they'll be discussing an often overlooked piece of the puzzle, asset location. Making certain your investments and portfolio strategies are in the right accounts means more money in your pocket and your accounts. Alan Mike will tell you how to put the pieces to your puzzle together with solutions and strategies. So make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on the Biz 1440 or call them at 855-231-6010. I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at INeedMoreHair.com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood personnel a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. Their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business. If you have hair loss, don't put this off another day. Contact INeedMoreHair.com at their office in Egan for your free consultation. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at INeedMoreHair.com. 612 The Bird. Trust is earned and couldn't be more important when you have a house project. Early Bird Electric is the troubleshooting expert. Just look at their Google reviews. Early Bird is your go-to resource for home inspections and problem solving. Small projects like adding an outlet and big projects like remodels and rewiring. 612 The Bird. And yes, Early Bird offers same-day service and 24-7 emergency service. Mention AM 1280 The Patriot and your trip charge is free with repair purchase. 612 The Bird. Or visit 612thebird.com. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. And shove it. I ain't working here no more. A woman done left and took all the reason. Okay, everything's weird anymore. today. I either I get a, twi- a tweet at me uh, from Don that's try- that acts like it's reading my uh, cut sheet 
or uh, I get uh, I get Sean playing music that is like the perfect fit to uh, the theme of the day, which is, what does it mean to have a labor supply shortage? What does this exactly mean? Okay. Um, and is it really a labor supply ch- shortage? Or has there been some change in how we consume things? The cafeteria story is just an example. I'm not... I'm not. I'm not big on. I, I'm. I'm not here to sort of say, cafeterias. Cafeterias explain what's going on in the economy. No, but I think they're an example. I think it's a. I mean, I try to bring a combination of data and storytelling to my, to my work, and and the storytelling is meant to say that that narratives matter. Uh, we seek patterns in data, okay, and we tell stories about those patterns. The pattern I'm seeing is that we have that there are certain sectors of the economy that are simply not going to bunch, bounce back and we have a number of different things that are happening out there. So we've talked a little bit about the about uh, women in hiring and the question that 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 uh that uh, Don asked on on Twitter um <laughs> uh who just put up a picture of uh of of uh, two uh, old country buffets um, uh, near him that are marked permanently closed. Um, I think they're gone. I didn't look it up, but I think I think they are gone. Um, but he asked this 15 minutes ago. Don asked for temp hiring shortages or shortages due to lack of applicants or inability of applicants to pass drug tests. Um, Based on independent anecdotes, that latter statistic might be interesting to discover. Let me play this for you. Uh, also from uh, Friday from CNBC, uh, as, this is uh, Nella Richardson. She is the chief economist for uh, ADP, uh, who, pro- who are the people that process payrolls for, for any number of uh, me- small and medium-sized businesses around the country. And she was talking about about not just the women out of the workforce, but also this issue of, of hiring bottlenecks. Play, play the cut three, please. We shouldn't forget that in September of last year, women left the workforce at four times the rate of men. And so those bottlenecks in childcare are still there. And I, I, I do think we need to kind of rephrase um, how we're thinking about supply and demand to pick up on Kate's point earlier. What we see is job openings and we see hires. But there are 10 to 15 steps in between, between a job posting and a hire. And at each step along that way, there's a bottleneck. And there is a huge logistics problem underway in the labor market. The logistics problem is manifold. So it's not, it, it's, it's a matter of how do you take, how do you screen your data, right? What kind of steps do you take in the process of, of looking at your, your applicant pool to decide who you might want to interview? And yes, nowadays, I've got an application. Maybe I sent you an application a year ago, and since then I've decided, you know what? I'm just not really interested in that. Um, I'm just not interested in that anymore. Um, that's a pretty significant hit. You know, I'm not interested in that anymore. So you, you don't have as many applicants. And then you talk to the applicants at the end. The applicant says, I'm just not interested in that. I have, a, I have a, a, a pastor friend who's trying to find the office manager for his church. Now, this isn't a very high-stress job. It's probably also not a high-paying job. He's been through two office managers who he hired who lasted, each of them lasted less than two weeks. And then said, yeah, this isn't for me. I don't really want to do this. Okay, and I think it's partly because they have choices and you can see it in the data, because what's the first thing you say when you're looking to see when when you ask, you know, what what could I do to make things work better for you? Okay, leisure and hospitality wages on an on an an hourly basis up 11 cents. Okay, or six or and that comes out to about seven tenths of a percent. Uh, that that they've gone up uh, over that time. Overall, private wages went up 14 cents, about six tenths of a percent. If I let me uh, let me go back and grab the data here. Um, 
up six tenths percent. Two months more. Okay, work week improved to thirty four point eight hours. Average weekly earnings up one point two percent in a month. Average weekly earnings and average hourly earnings are both up four point six percent in the last year. This is according to Peter Bookvar's uh, uh, note that he sent to clients yesterday. On the service sector, uh, helping drive this is wage gains uh, in, in leash and hospitality up 10.8% year over year. Hourly earnings are running at an annualized 6% rate of increase over the last six months. Over the last 10 years, they were up 2.8%, 2.7% over the past 20 years. So wages are, dry, are rising at double the rate. And so, yes, there's a tight labor market. And I do think that for some workers, we're going to see a major increase in, in the number of people being added who typically aren't added. You're going to see stories about hiring of, for example, perhaps uh, uh, going to ban the box that they, in fact, decide that they're not going to see whether or not you've had had a criminal record. There won't be a criminal record check. Maybe there won't be a credit check anymore to find out what your payments behaviors are. All Both of these are common techniques in hiring. Those bottlenecks will, will tend to go away. Now, I think that's good news and bad news. Um, that's good news and, and bad news. Uh, I, I want to... I'm looking at the number... It's good news because I think we need to improve the labor force participation rate. The bad news is for an economy to go, we need to grow. We need to add workers who can be productive to businesses, to increase productivity, because that's the gain through which the economy really grows and living standards grow. And I'm sure there are diamonds in the rough who don't get through these screens, but there may very well also be a number of people you add to the workforce who bring the entire productivity of the economy down because they're not able to function in a higher economy. What in, in, in the economy as we've got it structured now, what does that really mean? That's a provocative thing, and it actually sounds kind of cruel to those people. I meant it to be productive because that's what I want to talk about next, coming up on the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. in Ferris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via Internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Are you the principal or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. 
But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. Brighten someone's day with a free e-card from the largest online Christian greeting card site, CrossCards.com. There's one for every occasion, birthdays, holidays, or just to let someone know you care. CrossCards.com is a division of Salem Media Group. Sensible business talk for the corner office. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.